Am I okay on the headset? Are the levels good? Or I think so. Am I better off without that? Do you want me yeah. to try it without, just to see? Well, I, it could be false advertising because um, in the thumbnail for this, it's a picture of you with headphones on. And so if you don't have them, I think people will feel scammed <laughs> and they will conclude that Dash is there for a scam and we don't want that. No one profits from that. Maybe Fluffy yeah, Pony, quite, but whatever. It's quite it's quite possible, isn't it? <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, so we're um, we're streaming now. Let's see if, how long it takes for people to start joining. Um, yeah, sure. But... Yeah. Is my it, stream a bit... It always it does bit... this at the beginning. There we go. It just... Right, okay. Every time I start streaming, there's always someone that just starts, you know, it goes in and out. Oh, it looks like we have two people watching on YouTube. Hey, everyone. Hey, people. Yeah, just wait a little longer, get more people to join the stream, and then we'll go do our thing, yeah. especially because i got to see if... Wait for the Odyssey thing to actually start... Start kicking in, because that's the... That's the one where one link transfers from podcasts and stuff. I don't know why I decided to do back-to-back -back podcasts on a Friday. You've done uh, a double header, mate. Yes, a double header yeah. twice a month. Once a month, it's just the single other one. But the double header ones, um, I guess it helps my schedule because, you know, Friday, I just, you know. You got a Friday off. <laughs> Well, yeah. So Friday, I get to, you know, Friday is like the big busy day, but like, you know, it, it helps to not have to be like, oh, what other day do I have to figure out? It helps to add a routine, but then you have to sort of juggle between the two different things. Hmm. Um, SQL says um, that audio is good, or the Odyssey is good, I should say. So it's good mm -hmm. to know. So, hey, everyone, we're going to have a great show today. Let me just run this intro graphic. We'll get right into it. Yeah, so, hey everyone, happy Friday again. Hopefully most of you watched the last show too, so we should be seeing you again. But if not, some people just tune in for the dashy stuff, so um, that's good. Uh, I am joined by the incomparable Walter slash Mike Lewis of the Dash Investment Foundation. How's it going, man? Oh, fantastic. Uh, thank you very much for inviting me on, Joel. Yes, well, no problem. It's It's one of those things where... There's a few good things going on. There's a lot of good things things going on in the Dash world, of course. But there's a few sort of new stars of the show. Everyone's talking about a bunch of things. And a lot of those things are tied to the Dash Investment Foundation, what is done. And then there's been a lot of drama in the past under previous diff administrations, as it were. And then there's like the new resurgent one that's a lot more, you know, I guess calm and then there's you know announcements and then there's you know criticism of announcements and there's just a lot of like stuff and so i don't know you're the the hot girl of the dance tonight you know <laughs> everyone's talking about you, even if it's talking shit <laughs> fantastic well hopefully i can uh, i can answer some questions and yeah hopefully we can um we can work through all of the all the stuff that's been going on the, the last year or so at the diff and all the good and the bad and the ugly and, and everything in between. So, yeah. Yeah, looking forward to it. So everyone let me know also if the audio levels are good. I think mine are usually good. Um, I have an extra 10 decibels on um, Mike's 
microphone just in case. So right, I'll it all should turn this it, it all should be good. <laughs> uh, but just let me know if it doesn't. So um, let me just start with I just got one from MG Toe or MG T O W, whatever that means. Uh, it's like probably like a Mount Gox site managed gathering online. Wow, like Mount Gox, but for Doge. I was just about to say, it sounds a bit doji. Mount Doge. Um, <laughs> just got a question. says, uh, can I ask a question? And but wait, before I say this, this is the first freebie, right? I'm paywalling, Mike. Uh, you go to cointr.e <laughs> slash the desert lakes. You leave a little donation, probably in Dash, but it can be other things. Um, and I will pop that out on the screen. Or if you're watching an Odyssey, you can just, when you leave your comment, click the little credit button next to it and then add a little thing, make a hyper chat. But anyway, I'm giving a freebie right now before we get into the other ones. Um, and Halawi says audio is just fine. Okay, good. Can I ask a question that they have probably been asked a million times and really hate? Yes, you may. How do they respond to the notion that the Dash Investment Foundation adds a layer of centralization to Dash? It's a good question. I think I think there's trade-offs in everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 the same argument could be made with DCG. Uh, at the end of the day, the the network is decentralized, and the, and the network has the power. And that, to my mind, is decentralization in action. It's decentralized. That, that and that's the most important thing because the the systems that we are fighting against, the centralized systems uh, that we are fighting against. Um, don't have that. They are controlled by a very few. Mm. Uh, and and therein lies the difference. I think I think the key to success for for any crypto project and network is to uh, is to be decentralized, truly decentralized, uh, but with some sort of centralized autonomy down the chain because uh, down the down the structural chain of, of the entity because without that um it, it's very difficult to get stuff done and get it done yes efficiently <laughs> in a competitive in, in an environment where you're competing against centralized entities that are um by definition um a lot quicker at making decisions a lot quicker at allocating resources and capital in order to achieve the same ends. And when you're competing in an environment where you uh, you are trying to be digital cash, and when you have centralized entities providing a equivalent digital cash service, it's just not decentralized, mm-hmm. then you, you're at an inherent disadvantage um, straight away in terms of getting a product to market that, that um, is equal and or better than, than centralized alternatives. So, so yeah, going back to the original point, you, the, the trade-off with entities or, or DFOs, Dash-funded organizations, as I, I think, as I've called them ever since <laughs> we've had the treasury, I think. Yeah, of um, course. Yeah, Dash-funded organizations, um, they, they do involve a certain level of... Um, delegation of um, doing things, control in terms of letting, letting an entity get on with doing what the, the, the network uh, pays them to do. Uh, but with with that element, with that control still resting ultimately 
with, with the network, uh, be it as a shareholder directly or be it as via some sort of trust mechanism where we, uh, where we elect um, representatives of the network to, to represent us and to hold these organizations to account. So, yeah, in answer to your question, I, 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 I agree that, um, that it does seem kind of, uh, what's the word? Uh, it does seem a little incongruous to have a decentralized network with lots of little centralized, well, not lots of little, <laughs> DCG is quite big, yeah. um, and, and the diff's growing quite quickly, and, and there's lots of other Dash-funded organizations, and they're, they're all growing rapidly at the moment. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it does seem a bit incongruous to have a decentralized network with lots of um, centralized Dash-funded organizations working on behalf of the network, but uh, that's that's just the way, that's the only way I see the, the mission and uh, and our aims and objectives being met. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think we can leave it to laissez-faire and just let let chance um, make that happen. We've we've already seen that that doesn't work. Yeah, um, it's a, a very fascinating topic, and I feel like something I should chime on this thing too is the free market is a collection of fierce competition between wholly centralized entities because yeah. if you're a sole proprietorship business you are the dictator of your little world and yeah. the free market is full of those kinds of things they all compete against each other and that's what causes you know a monopoly system doesn't work out that well but no. if you have a bunch of micro things, they're all fighting against each other, all struggling, and then the best centralized ideas make it to the top. Because a cent the more people involved in making a decision, the less efficient that decision-making will be, and the more variability gets filtered out, which is all another way of calling it innovation. The more innovation gets filtered out. But on the other hand, if one person's making all those decisions, they can go horribly wrong, and then the whole thing collapses. And so... Yeah. It's this basically what we're trying to do is have the best of both worlds where things that are big and can affect the entire Dash ecosystem uh, should require a lot of input. Like, for example, you know, with the diff, should the diff mm -hmm. be funded at all? Should, you know, could, should do stuff yeah. on Dash's behalf? That is definitely something we want 4,500 or so individual decision making units to give their input on even though you know absolutely yeah. and and then the people involved with it of course the diff is not a entirely centralized organization in that there's directors so you're not the king of the diff as much as i think you, you do all right <laughs> you're not the king of the diff but then you have let let's just say i'm just a, a girl at the dance <laughs> yeah so that's what i'm saying is uh then over time the the, the problem with the diff i would say that is only a temporary problem necessarily. Like, I don't think it's necessarily a problem because there's complete decentralized oversight of what is a single group making decisions together um, with just a few people making decisions. Uh, the, the thing is, in a perfect world, you know, Dash has like a trillion dollar market cap or something. And then there's several of these funds with slightly different mm -hmm. aims and missions and stuff, but you know, similar-ish yeah. structures anyone can spin one up and there's a few different ones that are all competing. And if yeah. the, the original diff is not working as well, 
then they can lose their funding funding. versus the other one. And then you have the the competition. So that's kind of how I see the structure, you know, laying out. That's how the competitive landscape should evolve over time. Yeah, definitely. That's how how I envisage it. I think there should be, there should be multiple dash funded organizations that compete with each other for resources. Ultimately, Um, at, at the same stretch, we don't want to, we don't want to waste precious treasury resources I, I you know i i think that's probably part of the reason why this kind of competitiveness hasn't evolved yet out of out of the ecosystem but i but i sure see it happening in the future as as the network grows and, and as and as the treasury funding available grows uh, it's it's going to invite that competition um, i hope and i expect and I, I think it will so. yeah so here's a the, that sort of rolls into the next little question. So there were a few questions from the community directly, and probably because I posted this announcement way too late last night, and people were like, get on the Friday and stuff. So it's all it's all my fault. But I came up with a, a few that I'm going to go through. And as always, now that you, you didn't ask ahead of time, now there's the paywall behind the questions. Or if we've run into not enough stuff to talk about and too much time, then I'll, I'll start throwing out freebies, but don't, don't wait for it. If you have some pressing, get it out there in a, in a finance sort yeah. of a way, but about the diff's mission and drive, its main focus is does the diff prioritize more direct profit, i.e. making an investment that then becomes more valuable over time and therefore creates profit or that profits dash as a whole in the ecosystem but the actual diff itself may not make as much money or may even lose money on an investment as far as just the actual thing, even though, you know, the rest of the ecosystem profits, which is the main driver of the diff's focus. The, like, like any answer to any question like this, the the answer is not simple. Of course. (laughs) The, you ask six different supervisors and you're probably going to get, well, yeah, six different answers uh but from my perspective uh, i think i think that, that there is a balance that needs to be struck there uh the 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 mission statement and the vision that we uh that we've published uh mm-hmm. clearly states clearly states that our aim is to fulfill both of those uh uh objectives you know we if the aim was purely profit motive and and we would then we would we would purely look at investments regardless of whether it's cryptocurrency or dash specific or 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 anything else and and that and that would be legitimate if that's what the network wanted to fund and there could be another dash investment foundation that that has that that vision and mission statement from the outset and and it sets itself up and and comes to the network for funds and the network may well vote for that and, and, and seed that. Um, but the, the mission and vision that the, the diff has is to, is to do both. It's to, is to invest in what we hope to be profit-making enterprises, uh, that are there to, with a specific purpose of growing, uh, growing the use of digital currencies, uh, specifically dash, mm. uh, and, it's not mutually mutually exclusive, uh, but but any investment that we make, uh, uh, we we do have to we do have to look at ourselves uh, as the diff and say, yeah, we can invest in this, and it could be the best pitch deck in the world. It could have 
number go up left to right on every single slide. It could be a big old it bag of be, doge. It, it could be, it, yeah, it could be the, on paper, it could be the best investment you could ever see. And you're looking at it going, this is a 10 bagger. This is, this is insane. This is, this is a unicorn investment. Uh, mm -hmm. this, this thing's going places, but you still have to look at that as a diff, uh, the diff and say, but what's in it for dash. And if the diff in my, and this is just my opinion, but if the diff as a collective cannot look at that investment, no matter how good as it is and, and hand on heart say, there's a, there's something in it for us. We, it may not be clear. It may not mm. be like written in a contract. It may not be, it, it may not be guaranteed, uh, but, but if there's a partnership there and if there's something to work on uh, and it gets Dash talked about and at the table uh, uh, and, and integrated as partner uh, in a company, uh, then then we have to we have to we have to look at that and go that 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 benefit is well worth it. Uh, but if if it's if it doesn't have anything in it for Dash and we we can't just invest in it because it's a great business and it's going to make lots of money. Uh, so, so in answer to your question, I don't think we should be investing in companies that have no benefit to Dash just because we think that they're going to be unicorn companies and they're going to be the next Google. Yeah. Um, that's just my opinion. Uh, but I think, but I think there is a balance to be struck there. And I think if on the whole, is doing a pretty good job with the investment so far that we've we've made. Um, you know, uh, the Craypay is is a is a good example. Um, Ready Raider, uh, Quadency, Dash Retail, even Valkyrie. Uh, these these are all things that we believe uh, are going to be majorly beneficial to the growth of Dash, uh, the Dash network uh, in in the crypto ecosystem over time. And that's what we believe. How that pans out, we just won't know for for, for years, probably on on many of them. But 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 that's 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 our ethos. That's our mission and vision. And that's and and that's what we're working on. When when we all of, there's a lot of stuff still to be announced. But all the announcements that are coming out, there's a stream of them. Um, it's it's, it's going to be a really busy year. Uh, all of them have that balance. So in answer to that question. What do we prioritize more? The answer is we're prioritizing stuff that is going to be beneficial to Dash and helps helps get that Dash share of mind in 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 the crypto space and yeah. and out there with business partners and stuff like that. We 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 want we want we want companies that are going to be the next you know the next Coinbase or the next google in the space or the next whatever um the next the next big exchange we want them to we want them to be thinking about dash uh, whenever they're looking at integrating and creating products whether that be um integrating them onto their platforms as as just as a cryptocurrency or integrating things that we might be building on our second layer that are going to be quite exciting in the future so uh, so that's that's the long and short of it really we yeah, we sure. we are not just investing for profit, uh, but at the same stretch, we can't just we can't just write checks. Yeah, you do <laughs> uh, need profit. We we need to make sure that that these companies uh, uh, 
are actually going to create value. That's what we're looking for. And and the two are mute, and, and the two kind of come hand in hand. If if they are creating lots of value as a as a partner as a business, then we're going to benefit anyway. And and if they if if they benefit us by integrating us and using Dash uh, to you know some companies that we're investing in. They, they may end up using Dash to build on, uh, to, to build their products on in the future. You know that that's that's pretty good stuff. So, yeah, the, there are direct benefits. I.e., we're a shareholder, and we stand to benefit and 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 capture some of that value as those businesses are successful. Um, but we're also making sure Dash gets gets, gets that share in mind. Yeah, and gets yeah. and gets gets out there. So on that subject, we're talking about you do want to ensure profit or ROI, return on investment. And what, how are you measuring ROI at this point? And obviously, if say, okay, you throw a bunch of money into, let's say, CrayPay. Three yeah. months from now, have you made a million dollars? Like that might be a little bit of a short <laughs> time frame, you know what I'm saying? But basically, what do you use to jet to judge whether or not a, an investment has been a worthwhile one? And then over what time frame does it take before you start to to make those judgments? I think it's subjective uh, to a degree. There's two parts to this. The first part mm-hmm. is the financials. Is the business continuing to grow in the way that it was uh, when Oops. we uh, when we met, first made the investment? So, mm-hmm. so is the is is the business continuing to grow at the same rate and or better than than when we first invested them in them? Uh, if the answer to that is yes, then that's that's a good metric that we can use to to uh, to report back to the network um, and. The network will mainly see that on on the growth on the balance sheet. Uh, you know, these these a lot of companies that we've invested in, they will be going for further funding rounds uh, in the future. I'm sure. We hope they will be because that that shows that they're growing as companies and that they have a successful product or services uh, that that are that are growing values. So, uh, so yeah, hopefully, what we'll see is the shareholder reports that we get will show that these businesses are continuing to grow, continuing to do well, uh, continuing to expand. Uh, that's that's the first thing we will look at. The second thing we'll look at is the valuations. Uh, you know, we we expect, as I said, that some of these companies, they're going to go for, for further funding rounds at some point, as and when those funding rounds are successful and they, and they are signed, sealed and delivered. We will then have an updated valuation on our equity stake. Yeah, and we will we will make that public on our balance sheet. So, so as and when that happens, uh, likewise we'll we'll also report if if a company or an investment doesn't work out, and if and if and if that company doesn't work out for any reason, we would obviously write that write that down and write that off. But what we expect to see is um, over time you'll be seeing you'll be seeing uh, the balance sheet grow. You'll be seeing the the carrying value of the investments on the balance sheet grow, um, you know, hopefully, you know, year by year, uh, we, that's, that's the kind of time frame we should be looking at on those. We're not going to be seeing quarter on quarter multiples in terms of growth. That's just not how it works. Uh, but, but yeah, I think, I think those are, that, that, those are the two main quantitative ways that we will measure 
our return on investment. Mm. Uh, and then, then there's the qualitative, qualitative side of things, uh, which is how is it benefiting Dash? Because that's the second part of our, uh, that's the second piece of the pie, so to speak. We, you know, we, there's, there's two parts to it. First one, is it successful enterprise? Is it adding value? Is it making money? Second element, is Dash winning as a result? And and that's that is more subjective, unfortunately. There's no there's ways we can do that. You know, we can get we can get figures from depending on the type of partner that or type of investment we've made, we we, we you know we might might be privy to to, to data on, on how well Dash is performing as a currency in relation to to their business and their metrics. So we might be able to to gain some access on that. Uh, but other than that, it's it's going to be, yeah. How's how's if the business is growing and it inter, and it's got Dash integrated, um, yeah. We we want to see we want to see more transactions. We want to see more capital flowing into the space, and we want to see more capital flowing into Dash. And those those are the sorts of things that we'd be looking at in terms of return on investment. Is like CrayPay is a good example. If if the CrayPay if if the Dash Direct app. Um, is successful and we start seeing lots of lots of traction with it in the US. Um, that's an obvious way of measuring the success of that investment. Uh, and and I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes in particular in, in the US over the over the coming 12, 12 months to two years. Um, we are not going to be making any decisions on <laughs> on how we think our return on investments are going uh, based on monthly data and things like that. We, we may see encouraging signs early on with, with a number of our investments and uh, we already are seeing some encouraging signs. But the, the bottom line is these, these investments are, are long term. You know, you, you, cannot, you cannot judge the performance of them based on monthly performance. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be year by year. Um, and hopefully as the years go by, we will we will be able to report good things overall. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and of course, that speaks to the scope and scale that this isn't just like, a, oh, we bought some stuff and next month it works out. It's like mm-hmm. with scope, with scale, you know, obviously it takes time for things to happen, which kind of brings to the next thing, which is uh, I've heard this discussed a few different times like you know you always want to hear about you know sometimes the haters and the critics do inform a lot of you know a lot of your knowledge on things because they they pose a question that demands an answer and i've heard a lot of like some some criticism or some i don't even say criticism but just like you know grouchiness just general grouchiness about like well that I've doesn't had- sound like no, it doesn't that sound like any not, crypto community yeah. ever. Never. No, that doesn't happen in crypto. <laughs> yeah, but so I see some general grouchiness saying stuff like, you know, oh, what, what are we supposed to get excited about this? This is like a nothing. This is just a new fledgling company. What about like Coinbase and stuff? What about big ones? And then, oh, no one's ever heard of this. Valkyrie, what's that? You know, like that kind of like stuff, you know, looking that gift mm-hmm. horse in the mouth. And then, of course, the response to that is, well, we're making what we believe to be effective investments and stuff, but also ones that are within the, our current scope of, op, of potential operations. That basically, if we had a giant, if this was a huge hedge fund, because, you know, the world's first decentralized mm-hmm. hedge fund maybe is amazing, 
but it's not huge yet. If we had a yeah. huge amount of money, then we would be able to actually start to make splashes and start doing things that you won't actually start complaining about. So obviously it's a very <laughs> open-ended sort of a question. It's very subjective, but basically how much money would the diff require to operate at what could be considered as a decently effective level where people don't whine about how this announcement's like a nothing burger <laughs> to borrow one of Mark Mason's famous quotes. <laughs> nothing burger. I love it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I can give you a number. Sure. You know, I, that I can you, that you would number, like, but I, that I think, that I think is where, where, um, the, the diffs balance sheet needs to be in order to, to really start gaining some traction mm -hmm. in the space. Um, and, and I believe that number is, is north of 10 million, 10 million US uh, dollars. I think, I think the diff as an entity with assets under management um, of that scale and above, uh, it, it becomes a, it becomes a whole different ball game in terms of in terms of what we can do to move the needle for dash uh, and that's what I've always believed from day one um, I was one of the, the founding supervisors uh, of the diff uh, and yeah I, I still believe that today that we uh, to, to really move the needle in the space we to the, to the extent where people you know the your comments about whining about nothing bigger announcements and things. Uh, they're the sorts of people who are kind of like, you know, they, they, they expect you to have invested in Kraken's latest round, you know, uh, why haven't we just bought 10% of Kraken or whatever? You know, it's, that's just not, you know, we're just not, we're just not there. Why haven't we bought our own Roger Ver for the, crying out loud? Yeah, if the diff existed five or six years ago, if the diff existed five or six years ago, we could have been having those announcements you know the space was very different back then uh and uh, yeah there's a lot of stuff around five six years ago that that yeah the diff could have probably put the sorts of money it has now into and hey you know hindsight's a wonderful thing but yeah we the, the, there's loads of stuff out there that would be would be many multiples of of what it was back then even you know these are these are these are well-known names in crypto so yeah of course so 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 the bottom line is it's okay saying what about this nothing burger announcement blah 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 but that might that might seem like the case now with a lot of the stuff we're doing but i think we should be judged on the work we're doing today like i said before about where we are two three five years out from now uh, are these investments still nothing burger announcements or have we just bought a a meaningful stake equity stake in what's in, in what could be an, a household name in five or ten years time uh, and that's therein lies therein lies the difficulty with all of this stuff um, everything's easy when you look through the rearview mirror of course uh, but we're not we're trying to do this we're trying to do we're trying to to pick investment opportunities that we think have the best chance of of fulfilling our mandate fulfilling our our, our vision and, and, and mission and and i think that 
at the level we're at now, where we are literally, you know, with respect, we are we're handling sums of money that are that you know bigger bigger entities in the space that they're, they're not going to get out of bed to talk to you for mm. for that kind of money. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, it's just not. It's, you know, it's, it's just not. What's it's funny not <laughs> about your number? Um, I remember in December of 2017, at the peak of the treasury, uh, the tre- the monthly treasury was 10 million for yeah. a brief shining moment of time. And it's and like if the dip yeah. existed back then, you just like, yeah. and then you'd be playing with yeah. some real stuff. And so, yeah. how far is the diff towards that? I guess goal or that uh, that would be nice if number. And what is a kind of a path to that look like is in like a projected thing. Like, for example, you say, all right, we intend to take a rent or a request. Let's just put make make that clear. Right. It's not take. It's a request request this much of the Treasury every single month. And the way markets could be moving the price of this. So therefore, it's realistic to assume that we would be able to be playing with this, the te- the eight figure figure within a certain mm-hmm. amount of time. Obviously, you cannot predict these things, but just, yeah, so first off, how far and then yeah. how long? We we have all the same information available to us as everybody else with regards to the future price of Dash and <laughs> the amount of treasury budgets available. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that information, you know, that's nothing, basically. Nobody knows what the future holds. Uh, and we cannot really um, we cannot really do anything about that or try and second guess it or even change it. So we just have to work with what we have. And what we have at the moment is a healthy, healthy uh, amount of funding from the network, a very healthy amount of funding from the network in order to uh, to deploy uh, to into investments with partners that we believe are going to substantially grow the, the value of their businesses and Dash over over time, and we're starting small, relatively. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are investing. We are investing in lots of you know interesting stuff, stuff that we think is exciting and stuff that we think will be beneficial to Dash. Um, but these are small, smaller companies. They are, they are startup, stroke, um, seed level investments. Uh, um, relatively, you know, we're talking million dollar companies, not hundred million dollar companies, or two hundred million dollar or billion dollar companies. And and yeah, and with that comes the the fact that we. Yeah, we cut our cloth accord and we cannot, as I said, we cannot, we cannot look to invest, you know, 10, 20 million in, in some of the bigger opportunities out there. Uh, that's just, that's just the reality of it. But that doesn't mean we cannot be effective and we cannot invest in small, smaller companies that have got really, really good fundamentals and really good products and really good services that we think, uh, could be leaders in their space or in their region or in or in uh, or in their class. So, so yeah, all all of the companies that are now dominant in the crypto space all started somewhere. Uh, so, 
and what we're in the business of doing right now is is, is finding some of the some of the some of the hopefully some of the really successful um, uh, companies out there in, over the next five years. And if we can do that with with small investments of 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 at this stage, um, that's great. Um, and I just want to make clear at this this level uh, at this point that not all of the companies that we we're investing in. Um, uh, just want to just want the money uh, and they don't want it's not just about the money it's about building a partnership with dash the money is just the money and the investments just a kind of it's just a putting a ring on it really um, they 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 don't they don't necessarily want us to fill the bulk of their fund the, the round uh, their equity round or whatever they 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 just want us to be part of their success just like we want them to be part of Dash's success, and and that's another thing that that, um, that we hope uh, the network realizes with the diff is that we we're building relationships and we're building we're building partnerships with you know with what we hope to be very very successful new generation of businesses. They're going to be building their businesses, and you know these are entrepreneurs, and they're going to be building their new businesses disruptive businesses uh, businesses that are disrupting traditional models and yeah we fully expect that some of these are going to dominate their sectors within within five or ten years uh, and if and if they're able to build their businesses on dash or using dash or with in some way with dash then then everybody wins don't they and that's and that's what it's about so so yeah so what does the diff need realistically in order to, to to make to make a big impact now in terms of headlines for one of the better word because that's what you kind of referring to with the nothing burger statement yeah of course yeah you, know, you you know people people want to see big headlines uh, and the reality is that that investing isn't isn't like that uh, a lot of the, some of the best investments in the world uh, you don't hear about them until until they're already big uh, and you know that that's that's not going to work for Dash because you're you need to get in the ground floor and you need mm -hmm. to get in at the, at the bottom level and that and that's what we're doing at the diff. We're focusing with the resources we've got to get to to get a seat at the table, to get to get influence and to to find partners that we can we can they can build their businesses and they can disrupt their sectors and and that they can use Dash uh, in the process. And I think that's really exciting. Um, that's that's the key takeaway from that is it doesn't really matter. It really doesn't matter what we get from the treasury, or or it really doesn't matter what we think we can do with the, the treasury money. It is what it is. We don't control that. We just got to work with what we've got. And if it's if it's four hundred thousand dollars a month, fantastic, amazing. If it's four million dollars, even better because we can do ten times as much cool stuff. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> And I, um, it's funny because, um, generally speaking, I've been pretty level-headed throughout the last eight years of up and downs in the markets, you know, just like, ah, it is what it is. I'll, you know, have realistic expectations. One thing that I, I kind of, I, I do remember I wrote one op-ed that was a little, a little dreamy, right? That in retrospect seems a little, it turned out to be unrealistic. I'll, 
which was how the growth, the virtuous cycle of the DAO, that the more Dash owns, the, the higher goes in value, the more things it owns, which therefore drive it further up to value, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and just infinite growth, you know, you know. And then it turns out that a lot, it turns out that it didn't necessarily happen, at least not after that cycle. A lot of the money that Dash threw into stuff just did not end up keeping it in this perpetual upness spot. Hmm. And a lot of that could probably, some of that is just like, yeah, but you know, you can't just like own everything. It's doesn't work. It's not that simple. But the other thing is Dash didn't own anything really. That's just like threw money at people and yeah. had, I guess what one could call um, strongly voiced wishful thinking as far as what that money would get them. And it just turns out that what that many would get them is dumped, just dump it on the market, get whatever they just, you know, the gravy train. So, yeah. And especially in rec in reference to a lot of stuff. And so I can name off quite a few companies that dash has invested in that has gotten in some way, shape or form burned by like, for example, um, we could always talk about the, the boys from the boys from, from cork, right? The, uh, what was he even called again? Um, uh, Festi. Yeah, Festi, Opera. and then what was the other one before that? Opera Incubator. Yeah, all those people. Um, yeah. Bit something. Bitcard. Bitcard. Yeah, the Bitcard. <laughs> I remember all the the puns I made about that name. But so all those people got a lot of money from Dash, and then Dash got nothing. As far as I know, the company did not end up panning out very well. But I have not, admittedly, not looked into it super closely lately that's one then of course you get um the you know the kuva caches of the world which of course is a little is quite the internal com community source subject slash meme at this point however there allegedly is a company associated with that and they allegedly recently dropped dash when they got funded to do this stuff a long time ago and of course, no one really cares because no one's really using it. They've been very adversarial for a long time, recently especially. So no one really cares, but then there's that. And then you get to like paying for the BitGo integration type thing, which I don't know how much, like if they decide to deintegrate Dash, is something to happen? What about a business partnership with Wirex, for example? What about mm -hmm. you just start naming things over and over and over again? And of course, the biggest sore subject that people have is Alt36, I think. And it's funny because L36 is posting a lot of stuff on Instagram today. It appears that they're doing business. It appears that they're doing stuff. I have no idea what Dash's relationship with that is. But like a lot of these past things have turned out to be, you know, failed project or scams or some mix of the both. Something like L36, while it was going through, ended up being, you could see the lack of communication where they understood that they were receiving a grant from the DAO. And the mm -hmm. DAO thought that they were basically owned the company entirely, almost. <laughs> like yeah. there was some very just crossed wires. Crossed wires. Yeah. yeah. So in the basically, one thing that be has been discussed is, oh, well, if the diff invests in stuff, the diff is a legal entity that can actually make legally binding contracts and legally own equity and stuff like that. And so all this stuff is going to be. It's going to be different. It, it might not all be over and completely different, but it will be different. Now, all that being said, yeah. what kinds of stipulations 
can be made with the diff or have been made with the diff for integrations and stuff that or certain preferential treatment of dash or just good treatment even if it's not preferential what kinds of things mm-hmm. are in place or have been put in place what level of security can that kind of guarantee like for example say crepe right right now crepe gets a bunch of money there are you know a, a bit a bit of money depending on wherever and then makes a dash branded app that yep. lets people go do this stuff and then you know a, a year they decide to like I, I don't know what the pun coin of the day maybe they decide to add dogecoin there and then in five more years, they just eventually drop Dash because, you know, like what is in place to just, yeah, what what contractually is in place in these kinds of things or what can be put in place? Yeah. Okay. Two parts to that question. The first part of the mm-hmm. answer is more generic. And then you, you, I believe you asked something specifically relating to Crepe. So, so the first part of that, I'll just tackle by talking about things we can do as an entity mm-hmm. uh, and the answer to that is quite simple we we can write whatever we want into a contract frankly if they, um, yeah, as long as they sign yeah, it within reason as long as it's not as long as it's not unreasonable but but mm-hmm. to the degree where it's legally unreasonable it could be challenged in in, in, a, in a jurisdiction but um you, know, you 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 can't have something onerous for example but we're talking about things that fall well out, of, uh, well out of scope in that regard. Uh, but for the purposes of, of answering the question, the, the DIF can stipulate uh, and can contractually um, obligate a, a, an investment partner to do whatever it wishes within reason. Um, whether that partner takes, the, takes up that offer is another matter. What what we we try to do, or what we we do, depending on a case by case basis, is is discuss how we can mutually benefit each other. Because let's you know, let's go back to what I mentioned earlier on in in, in the podcast about about how it's not just about the money and yeah. the investment and the shareholding. It's about the you partnership know, of mutual. You've growth. got to look at the you've got to look at the bigger picture. So. So a lot of our partners um, uh, that have been announced and are yet to be announced, uh, they, uh, they're betting on Dash as much as we're betting on them. And, and yeah, they, of course they want to see, to see us both uh, grow. So, so yeah, you, you can, you can, we can invest uh, a certain amount, but, but ultimately, if, if we're in an investment round, all of the investment partners have to have the same terms. So, so there's two so there's two elements to this. There's the terms of the investment round. If it's a round, if if we're just a sole investor, then we can name whatever terms we like within reason. But but the bottom line is that from an investment point of view, they have to be equitable and they have to be reasonable. Otherwise, um, it it will compromise that that company when it goes for future equity rounds and then wants to grow further because if you know imagine a hedge funds or or venture capital come in and say oh we really want to we really want to buy into this company and then and they say oh yeah but yeah when when we did the last round we got in our contract that we can only use dash 
<laughs> and you're not then we're not allowed to use any other cryptocurrency because that's what Dash wanted in return for 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 the for the money. And then all the then it it really does ham, it really does hamper and compromise the the value proposition there for for future investors. So so we have to be really careful about putting putting anything contractual in at that level when it comes to how uh, the investments we look at. So that leads me on to the specifics around Cray Pay, because mm-hmm. I think that's what you're talking about. Yeah. So the way we the way we did it with the Cray Pay deal is uh, we have an investment contract. We had we bought we have an investment contract with Cray Pay, mm-hmm. and we have a a shares for equity one of the better you know it's we, we've invested in that company uh and that's that's the deal um but contingent upon signing that deal at the diff uh we had crepe sign a contract with dash core group inc in the us mm-hmm. uh for a three-year deal to to build manage and maintain the dash direct app uh, and that agreement is between Dash Core Inc. Uh, and CrayPay. So if CrayPay, uh, if the, if there is a contractual dispute there, it will be between CrayPay and and Dash Core Inc. I, obviously, I, I do not see for one minute there being a contractual issue, but that's that's the nature of how that deal is set up. So mm. so the diff holds the equity, and we. Have bought the equity on condition of that contract being signed with, 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 with DCG. So, uh, and that that's how that deal struck. So, and every deal is going to be different. Every every partnership and every integration is going to be different. But what you can see there is a really good example of all of the moving parts of Dash, and all of the Dash funded organisations working collectively together, in order to make things happen for Dash as a whole. And and that's how we envisage it working on the most part in the future. Um, you know, we, you, you talked about how we've been burned in the past, and you listed, you know, uh, you listed off some some classic names there, <laughs> all of which I all of which I remember, and all of which I wake up in a cold sweat now and yeah. again thinking, we spent how much on that? <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunately um, true. And we can lament on it all we like, but but the bottom line is that if we don't learn from our mistakes of the past, we we're deemed to repeat them. And and the, the and and the sort of thing that I've just uh, example I've just given there is an example of how we we fix that problem, how Dash has fixed that problem. We we have the Dash Investment Foundation that can take an equity stake and buy in and and extract value from. From that product from that business if it's successful uh, and then we have other entities like like dash dash core grouping who who can sign integration contracts and partnership contracts in order to ensure that operationally what we what we want to achieve from this invest from this inter, you know from this partnership uh, can be executed successfully um, and that and that goes for any other dash funded organization out there if if any of the others came to us with or any other deal came together or anything else, other opportunity came came to us or we found another opportunity where we could 
pull in resources from all of the, the different Dash entities to to construct a deal, uh, then that's how we will do things, and that's how we prefer to do things, and and that's that's the kind of that's kind of the model in a way. So so in answer to the question, how are we you know how are we gonna how are we gonna stop the, repeating the, the or, or seeing the same things happen as in the past? We can never stop outright scams, and we can never we can never totally remove any downside to to any uh, anything that we we invest in. Um, but we can we can minimise the risks, and we can using contracts and and using all the tools at the, the house uh, disposal in order to minimize the downside on these things. And, and I think CrayPay is a great example of that. Uh, you know, CrayPay are, are very, very unlikely to to not um, fulfill on that, that three-year deal. Uh, I can't see any reason why they, they would. We, we're a shareholder now. They're already accountable to the diff <laughs> on that level. Um, so, yeah, I don't see any issues there. Yeah, which you know is a good thing, good thing to happen, especially when you have you know, you have it in writing, right? And huh. it's it's not exactly you can just back out that easily, but also you know if someone's like a an equity a major shareholder, there should be some sort of tandem thing. But so speaking of like the the business integration and contract type side, and also with the context of you know moving from you know what do they call it the the nothing burger to the grand pizza or what i gotta find a, a <laughs> an expression for like the opposite a food related item that's not a nothing burger that's like a, you know, it's an everything yeah. burger and so what is it from the nothing burger to an everything pizza well we'll just go with yeah, that one something for now. like that yeah we'll just go with yeah. that from now <laughs> um yeah. uh, something that people the, the the a sore subject in the dash world has been how i don't know how much of a conspiracy you know is the anti-dash conspiracy which let's hit occam's razor and not be not be too kooky on this podcast as it were um probably what happened is dash flew under the radar for a lot of people because of dash's own i guess anemic marketing and outreach kind of efforts fair enough right fair criticism and because of that, a lot of these crypto companies got filled with bag holders of other projects that got in early. And then all of a sudden Dash comes out. Dash is a competitive threat, possibly, or just a competitor, mm -hmm. right, to their bags. And so they'd rather not, either for anti-competitive reasons or just for, you know, they just aren't a fan of it to begin with. And they just hasn't been a lot of noise from the Dash community, whatever. Teens tends to be more excluded in a lot of stuff. Like, of course, the longest running joke was, or joke, longest running annoying thing was Coinbase. When the ever-loving, you know what, is Coinbase going to add Dash? It was just such a slap in the face that it hadn't. And then it did eventually, and it was great. And now <laughs> the reason I pay I pay my jiu-jitsu instructor in Dash, and he uses Coinbase to cash out. It's fantastic. So yeah. now there's a couple of problems a couple of Coinbase related things. Coinbase is still one of the the monster players in the field, and you kind of need to be 
you need to have a seat at that table in order to do well in the U.S. markets, at least, which is a big market, you know. Mm-hmm. And the big, the couple source subjects still with Coinbase. The, the good part of Coinbase is they say they accept Dash transactions after two confirmations. Multiple people have reported it's now down to one, even though they've, they've not updated yeah. their documentation. Or <clears throat> I'd rather have the it the other way around, right? So yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. There's a, I would call that preferential treatment of dash even though i don't think it is just because you know it's a special feature that's actually being highlighted in some real real ux way now all this rambling to say people talk about a lot of projects are on coinbase earn which coinbase pays you to be educated on a subject and Mm -hmm. the project pays coinbase you know a metric r slow to money to basically do this kind of thing but the biggest source subject is coin or I'm not sure if it's biggest but equally big is coinbase commerce that only has a few coins enabled one of which is not dash and in fact if you are watching right now on odyssey which a few of you are uh if you want to get library credits to tip in a hyper chat here you can't do it through dash you have to mm-hmm. you, because it uses a coinbase commerce plugin on the site, you have to go switch your dash for Bitcoin Cash, for example, or Litecoin or whatever. And then you have to go buy the credits and then go in there, which is why you have the coin tree thing where you can just go skip around that whole thing. But again, that, that's like a sore spot because like, oh, what what are we going to integrate for our business? Oh, let's do Coinbase Commerce. Oh, sorry, no dash. And I've had that happen before. So yeah. people have talked about this. And of course, BitPay is a huge sore thing too because they accept everything except dash, you know annoys me anyway um so what are the prospects of some the diff doing something like making some sort of an investment in coinbase that then would get dash on either coinbase earn coinbase commerce or potentially both or do they even do do they just want donations or they don't want actual investments from crypto projects so anyway just but what, what about all that stuff Okay, um, I'll try and deconstruct it into yeah, because I think I think there's there's two or three separate threads on, on yeah that, that you you've covered there. So the first thing is Coinbase don't want or need investment; they just IPO'd. Yeah, <laughs> <And> they, <laughs> they don't they don't want our pennies. They're all good on that side. Of it. They don't want our pennies. <laughs> I don't. I don't. We could wave them. We we could wave a billion dollars at them. Um, they don't give a flying yeah they don't give a flying yeah. dutchman that's for sure no of course not so so that really kind of hampers the any effect that we could have on to 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 do anything on that side of things with regards to diff so that's that's the first part of that covered really we we, we are the dash investment foundation we make investments uh the Coinbase earn thing is that's not an investment program. We wouldn't be investing in, in, in Coinbase. So we're limited as to what we can do with, with that kind of stuff. We could, we can encourage uh, the submission of a proposal to the network in order to fund such an activity. Uh, maybe, maybe somebody at the incubator would like to, to take that on. Um, maybe a bounty could be made for it. I don't know, but, but in simple answer to the first part of that, we, 
yeah, the, the prospects yeah. of the diff. The prospect of the diff um, doing anything with regards to Coinbase soon uh, is, yeah, it, it's it wouldn't come under our it wouldn't come under our scope of activities anyway because um, it's not it's not an investment opportunity mm-hmm. uh, and it's yeah it, and that's the thing you see it's the dash investment foundation it yes we're looking for partnerships and yes we're looking for strategic partners and we're looking for to to invest in stuff that can grow products and services around the dash ecosystem um so i get i get that angle why can't we just pay coinbase to do things for us mm-hmm. um but but yeah at the end of the day um that wouldn't that wouldn't be within our mandate uh, within our goals and vision um uh, that that that's the, that would take a grant from the treasury um to to do to do that specifically with regards to coinbase commerce um coinbase commerce my understanding is that and again that's probably it's probably something that somebody uh, a biz, a biz dev over in dcg would be able to give give more flavor to uh but again it's not something that the diff can really really has any leverage to take action on mm-hmm. uh, we we're very limited as to what we could do there um we can you know we might be able to you know use some of our connections and or and or put the right people in touch with the right people to have discussions but it's really not for the diff to 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 negotiate that that kind of stuff um it falls without it falls outside of the diff scope really um my understanding is the coinbase commerce issue is a is a custody issue and and, and until uh, and until dash is supported on the back end custody provider um Mm. Uh, Coinbase, and I, I believe, like, please don't hold me to this. Of course, watching this. it's just my, it's my uninformed view on the situation. Is I believe a lot of the issues we have with, with integrations, um, are due to, are due to custody fundamentally, uh, and, and I believe, BizDev are, are working hard on that, and 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 there are a lot of people at Dash, who collectively are working hard to, to try and make. To unblock these these roadblocks, um, so and and that kind of spills over into into your comment about BitPay as well. Um, uh, BitPay, same fundamental problem I think is it just goes down to custody. It, it, it's yeah, what we've seen at the diff, uh, especially with with some of our investment partners, it, all roads kind of lead back to. To, to, to custody issues and the fact that large companies and or you know businesses that want to adopt cryptocurrency uh they, they they're not gonna they're not gonna use they're not gonna use dash software they, they, they want to use third-party proprietary um custody solutions uh from 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 big partners um and there are, there are a few of them in the space um, and they all have varying degrees of support for Dash. And unfortunately, if you have a big player that is using a custody provider that doesn't support Dash, or certainly doesn't support Dash to the level required, then then it hits a it hits a roadblock and it hits a stumbling block. And, and therein lies a lot of the 
the root cause of a lot of a lot of a lot of the issues that, that come up like that and they've been worked on they've been worked on hard and i fully expect that, that a lot of these will be worked through yeah in the next six to 12 months but but as the space evolves it's not that these companies it's not a conspiracy it's not that these custody providers want or don't want to integrate dash it's just that they have to prioritize their business needs as well and, mm-hmm. and if you're if you're competing against if you're all in competition for this for, for this custody space you you need to integrate the the biggest projects and you need to integrate them the quickest and they only have so many devs and they they have to pick and choose what they what they uh, what they work on so so a lot of a lot of the custody providers have dash on their roadmap or have dash kind of on yeah, their eyes. it's on the to-do list it's on the to it's on it's, it's on, on the, the list. list but but then something comes in that somebody decides is a bit more important and dash goes down one and yeah elon tweets and, and dash goes down one yeah so <laughs> what i'm trying to say one. is what i'm trying to say is that uh, I don't believe there is a conspiracy there as such against against Dash. I just believe that that yeah, rightly or wrongly, um, we we just have to we just have to wait for these these things to be integrated. The, uh, the space is evolving so quickly, and there are only so many devs. It's very specialist work what they're doing, especially especially at custody. You know, these custody solutions they are spending hundreds of millions of dollars on these things because they because they're securing billions and billions of dollars of value and they have to be able to deal with institutional grade um, security requirements. And yeah, it's, it all takes time. They can't, they can't just build it overnight and every crypto that they support, they, they, they have to spend countless thousands of dev hours on. So yeah, unfortunately Dash just isn't, isn't at the top top of the list um i'm sorry to say and 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 that's why things can seem like seem like the two step forward one step back all the time when it comes to dash integrations yeah and i guess that's a part of when the diff starts investing in these you know smaller companies not to say nothing burger again even though it's a funny term but the smaller companies on the way up is dash gets <laughs> higher up on the priority list for when they grow up and yeah. on the other hand <clears throat> with enough investments, enough wealth around with Dash, puts Dash at a higher level to where now all of a sudden you're you're getting the big people's attention. All of a sudden you aren't the girl yeah. that brought you to the dance is the new hotness, you know? Yeah. And uh exactly we, yeah. we did a question about that uh, one time throughout uh super chat, but Cointree seems to be glitching at the moment, so he typed it in in um in Odyssey, which is Hi Joel and Mike. Has the U.S.'s regulatory treatment of Dash been much of an obstacle for the diff in finding good opportunities recently? Cheers. One time. The simple answer, not not in my experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, from an investment point of view, we have not had any opportunities we have not sourced any opportunities or come across any opportunities or been pitched any opportunities where we have not been able to follow through um, uh, because of because of US regulatory issues. Um, 
there's been no issue there. Uh, I think, I think from, I, and I don't expect there to be any issue because, again, from the diff's point of view, we're looking for investments, and yeah, the yeah we've not had one we've not had one potential partner say we can't we can't have you as a shareholder because we believe it's a regulatory risk. Yeah, simple simple answer to that question. Interesting. It's funny because um, Dash has, as far as I know, has no regulatory issues in the U.S. directly. Like, there's no, the U.S. regulating bodies have had nothing against Dash, as far as I'm aware. Now, on the other hand, U.S. enforcement agencies have been observing a few AECs or or anonymity-enhanced cryptocurrencies that they, Mm -hmm. you know, strangely, again, not strange from a past branding standpoint, but strange from an actual technical standpoint, place Dash amongst these. And that causes a lot of banks and things and other groups to not want to work with Dash. And of course, then you have Mm. actual regulators, places like Japan that do have an issue with it for similar things. So it's a little bit more of of a... complicated thing as far as like the coinbase thing i you mentioned about the custody thing which it could be a thing and just whoop down the list sorry we need a little thing and i've heard in reference to other things such as bitpay that there might be a um a problem with bit license in new york that you have to get on enough bit license to prove something or other and that that and because of because you don't want to just disable dash for new york customers no. because new york is weird then that could be a, a hang up for some of these things too so that's just what i've heard as well yeah with regards to the bit license my understanding again i'm you know i'm not hugely informed on that because um, i'm mostly uk based so I, it doesn't affect me as as a user anyway um uh, and as an investor, so, so yeah. But the bit, the bit license stuff, yeah. My understanding is that points make prizes, and the, the, the more, the more trusted entities that use or integrate your cryptocurrency, then the more likely you are to, to get a thumbs up from, from, from whatever regulate, whatever regulate, you know, from from the bit license people. So. Um, so again, I, I don't think I don't think there is anything immediately barring Dash from achieving compliance in that respect, uh, mm. or, or, or approval. Approval is probably a better word. Yeah. Um, but but again, I just think it's a matter of time. I just think these these things take time, and and there is only so much resource that can be thrown at these things, uh, uh, especially when the, those resources are, are are well and truly outside of Dash. Uh, and they are they are generally um, resourced and funded via profit motive. So they're going to go for the stuff that makes them the most profit. So, yeah. Yeah. We mm. did get a super chat that was before the last one that I read out. And so, unfortunately, with this little coin tree thing, I can't go back in time. But here we go. Uh, will the diff get a professional and paid investment advisor? If so... Would that person count as a diff supervisor that is elected annually, or would it be a separate appointment? Also, 
If this is in the plans, when about would you see this happening? Thank you, Anonymous, for the donation. What do you think, Mike? Okay. Uh, first part of that question, uh, first part of the answer would be, uh, yes, we absolutely do see and envisage the diff. Um, having a team of managers, team of fund managers, why not? Yeah. Um, I think that's how that's how it was originally envisaged. The only reason supervisors are so heavily involved is because we we are to bootstrap it effectively. That the it's just market conditions again. The price of dash. If you know, I I, I think I I went on record last year saying that you know if if dash is below one hundred dollars for any significant length of time, then the, the diff, the diff is defunct. The diff would be completely ineffective. You, you cannot have a, a, an investment foundation without investment funds. Uh, it, it it cannot work. And, yeah, of course. Uh, and you have an entity that you know to 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 wash its face goes goes through fifty thousand dollars a year. Mm. Um, in fees, uh, those fees don't don't scale up. You know, it, it's uh, it costs it costs roughly fifty fifty thousand dollars whether you've got fifty thousand pounds to manage or fifty million. You know, it, it's uh, there might be a few more ancillary costs and a, and a bit more paperwork to do and a few more staff to pay, but the the, the costs don't scale with the with the with the size of the assets under management, so so what I'm trying to get at is that the, with Dash at $100 and below, the, the diff is um, yeah, it's, it's pretty difficult to to justify its existence, frankly. Uh, as great an idea as it is, and as, and as, and as powerful a, a solution as it is, it, it's difficult to justify when there's no money. <laughs> Um, I think that, that that's obvious, uh, but but with the diff, with with Dash being over a hundred dollars and and above, uh, we have runway now, and we have we have we have any hopefully ever increasing amounts of of uh, of capital to deploy, and and it gives us it gives us an opportunity to showcase what the diff is capable of, and 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 actually make some investments. So so. Yeah, it, it's it's one of them. The do we want do we want to be in a in a situation where we have at least one investment manager, maybe ten? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, and if they compete, and the best ones get more funding, and the and there's a there's there's a whole structure in place to to ensure competitiveness in in that environment. That would be awesome, um, and that, of course, is the plan, and and that goes back to the the comment earlier in the podcast about you asked me how much does it, you know, give me a number. What does the diff need to to to, to be considered effective? Well, a ten million assets under management, we can we can afford or we can justify um, a lot of things. Um, yeah, we can we can justify paying an investment manager. Mm -hmm. 
large sums of money to perform well for us. So. Yeah, large sums of money to bring in even larger sums of money. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, and and let's face it, you you get what you pay for. Yeah, of course. Uh, so. Yeah, I had two last ones to wrap things up, but before that, I did get a hyper chat on Odyssey that is not related to the diff at all. So I'll just quickly answer this really quickly. Oh, so yes. One thing, Joel, just before we move on. Yes, I didn't absolutely. answer the second part of that. Didn't answer the second part of that question, which is, <laughs> which is, would they act at a supervisor level or not? Um, the answer is no. The supervisors are there. Um, their role is pretty well defined um, legally. Mm -hmm. um, and you, you, you don't want to change that. Uh, investment managers would be, uh, would report to the directors and the supervisors, uh, uh, and they, they they would be they would be governed by by the by the supervisor board, um, which would in turn be elected by the network. So that's how that's how that structure will work. Uh, no different, well, no different to the way DCG work. Um, Brian's employed by DCG. Uh, Brian is a, a director of DCG and. Uh, Ryan is responsible to report to the shareholders, and the shareholders are the trust, and the trust is uh, is run by the trust protectors, uh, who are elected by the network. So, so that governance structure will stay the same whether the diff has a million under management or a billion under management. Yeah, um, the only difference the only difference is organisationally how many people are, are, are working in that entity below that and doing good things for Dash. Yeah, that makes sense. Let me answer. Anyway, sorry, I, yes. I just wanted to close the loop on that one. Yeah, of course. Just let me hit this um, technical question really quick, just to, it's kind of interesting. Monero Amico says, is there any reason to keep Dash running on proof of work? Isn't it a good idea to switch to proof of stake, allowing staking for smallholders and keeping higher profits for masternodes? So let, quickly, and of course, Mike, you can jump in if you want to. But um, first off, Proof of stake does not necessarily let smaller holders stake. Like, I mean, Ethereum has what, like a 32 ETH, like, min entry to just be staking, and it's there's a lot of systems where if you you have too many stakers, the whole network doesn't run well because there's too many nodes out there, and so you have to either you know funnel or you do delegated proof of stake where you delegate stuff to that. So it's not necessarily as easy. Now the thing about um, my personal opinion on proof of work is I can't see a good way of getting rid of it. Of I can't see a good replacement for some of the things that it does. Um, for one thing, the concept of entropy of it keeps money flowing out into the ecosystem, right? People buy machines with fiat, right? They run electricity, they have expenses, they generate Dash, and then the Dash at that point has to be sold some of it has to be sold for electricity or has to go out and so it keeps kicking out more coins and spreading them out in an ecosystem so you don't have a, a stale and dying ecosystem now if you're just stakers everyone who owns it already gets all the new money that gets created and they have to sell it in order to propagate but they don't have to sell it all because their their expenses are very low necessarily not quite like miners so it doesn't kick it out as much also even though i know mine gets centralized sometimes especially with manufacturing you do not on a technical structural level need permission of current holders of a proof of work coin to get more of the coin you 
do in proof of stake because they get all the money, right? And so it just it's a little bit more of a complicated thing. I don't know exactly how one would solve that. And finally, there is an interesting thing on proof of work chains where the potential hash rate can be much higher than the actual hash rate. So for example, Bitcoin Cash had this hash war thing going on and we saw a ton of hash rate that just was not profitable to be running at one time, but was available to help secure the network against an attack in this case. And so whereas with this purely staked security model, you have all this, you can see how much money is behind. So you have a clear target if you're going to attack it, be like, I need this much money or I need to target the, these exact nodes. Whereas with proof of work, you know what's securing the network at the moment, but there could be a whole bunch of people with their X11 miners just that aren't running it because it's not worthwhile. But if there's a need for a nonprofit motive of just like to secure your investment against an attack, they could come out and it's much harder to estimate for that. So it's an extra layer of security. That's just my whirlwind answer to this question. So do you feel compelled to um, answer at all, Mike? Or is, that, really. is that good? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, I, I just uh, kind of broadly aligned with you on that one. I think uh, from from what I can see, mm -hmm. uh, there is nothing in existence right now uh, that can beat the levels of entropy that, that, that X11 mining um, provides Dash. And until such time that the consensus of devs that work on the Dash protocol, can put, put a case for an alternative uh, that's viable. Um, I, I don't see any reason to, to to look at changing that. I don't. I don't think it's a priority. I think is is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, I think Dash overall works. You know, I think it works very well uh, with with the current structure. So I'd be I'd be reticent to go tinkering with that. Um, until we, we have more data on that. The proof of stake is still very, the, the debate's still ongoing there, isn't it? So um, yeah. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want Dash to, to be trailblazing off the edge of a cliff on that one. Um, you know, I, I like the fact that we've done a lot of, we've done a lot of firsts in crypto. I like that. That's what's, that's what's edgy about Dash. That's what makes us, um, makes us one of the best. Uh, but I don't think we should be sticking our head above the parapet and looking at looking seriously at proof of stake, uh, uh, removal of uh, removal of, of mining in favor of proof of stake. I don't see I don't see the net benefit of that right now. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, that makes sense. That. Well, let's wrap this up with just the last couple of open ended questions, which you can take a minute or two sure. on, or you can take like 30 minutes on, although people might get not like it's a drag on that lot. Just basically <laughs> what cool stuff is the diff working on now or is up and coming that, or is recently released that you'd like to highlight, or if anything, there might be some, some stuff you need to be hush hush about. And then, um, I forget exactly how I phrased the other one. Let me look, look that one up. What are some dream investment types that diff would love to pursue? someday like you could just uh, i mean not, not just like purely open-ended dream space type stuff so anyway start with you know the first one <laughs> uh what's going on what's oh what's awesome shill the diff and the awesome shit that's the, going on the thing is joel as you well know that there's there's 
there's one thing having lots of awesome stuff going on and then the other thing is being able to talk about it and um and we're in that awkward phase we've been very busy the first half of this year uh 2021 and we've we believe we've accomplished quite a lot of good stuff um but it's all at various stages and we all know that the last stage is to announce so <laughs> um well tell like, mark the, that the, huh yeah well, too soon indeed <laughs> <laughs> we we you know it, it's it's one of them where we, we we have to be careful so we there's a there's a there's a really good pipeline um some of the cool and exciting stuff that we've already done um i think you know i think you know the the, the two standouts for me are Craypay and, and Valkyrie. Uh, I think I think both stand and have the potential to add tremendous amounts of value uh, to, to to Dash um, and vice versa. I think I think it's I think it is mutually beneficial in both in both cases. I think there's there's a lot of value being created all around with both both of those investments. Um, very difficult to see that from the outside at this stage. Yeah, uh, I, I, I get that. Uh, but as somebody who's on the inside and who has who has had access to the data and, and the and the documents and the financials and the projections and all the other really fascinating stuff that you read before bed. Um, <laughs> Puts you right yeah. to sleep. <laughs> I, I'm 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 excited about those two in particular. I think they they there's there's some good stuff to come. There's some good stuff to come from both. I hope so. So that that that's that's good stuff that I can talk about. Um, yeah. Um, you know, Dash Retail are doing good things as well. Um, we're really we're really pleased that um, that that's that that was worked through the first half of this year and that's all been signed off. So, so, you know, we're happy to be, uh, an equity holder of that, um, uh, of that venture. And we see them working so, so hard, um, on their business and so, so hard on, on dash as well. Mm -hmm. And we're really excited to see what they're, what, what they can, they can do over the, in the future. Um, we already know that they're, they're, they're working on, they're working on something which is going to, again, add value, add value to the network. So, so that's great. Um, Ready Radar, they're doing fantastic. We we're getting updates from them periodically, quarterly, and yeah, they're, they're doing, they're doing well. I can't share any specifics, but yeah, from a business point of view, they're, they're going well. And likewise with Quarantine, um, their, their latest email to us is, is full of positives so so that's that's the stuff that we we can talk about really um the in terms of um stuff that we're working on now and excited about uh we've got three two yeah we've got three uh deals that we've pretty much closed on now we're, we're so close to announcing them i kind of hope that we'd already have made these announcements by the time i came on the podcast uh, but unfortunately, um, again, delays, um, like, like, like with everything, it, 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 these things take as long as they take, but we, we hope within a matter of weeks, we, we have three 
two to three announcements uh, that are, again are going to demonstrate the value that that the diff is is able to to create for the network. Um, so what is this I'm hearing? Is this an announcement of an announcement? Wow! Yeah. <laughs> just, just pulling your leg there. All right. So the last thing being, then, is there an idea like of what the absolute dream diff type investment would be? What would be you know just something you could say like oh you know I don't know that's just super open ended. So fig figure out what you want it to yeah. be and go for it. I think, I think it all depends on on what on on. on the size of dash as well you know if 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 dash is let's assume the eight figure one how about that yeah yeah if we're if we're if we're in a situation where the the, the diff has many millions of dollars to deploy um yeah there's there are a lot of a lot of bigger projects out there that we just cannot even that that, that we know exist and, and that we know uh uh, uh, are going to be household names, and they're, they're, they're going to be they're going to be big in the space that we just we just can't we can't go there because the amount of money that we have isn't going to isn't going to be interesting to them. So, um, but I can't really name names. This is the trouble with with what we do because it's sensitive. So, yeah, there's the sort of dream investment types. They're they're, they're high-level integration, you know, they high-level integrations into, you know, uh, the payment space, uh, the banking sector maybe. Um, I think that that's that's a big area for growth. I think I think if we can invest in in financial services in a big way, uh, I think we need to we need to invest in forward thinking and forward-looking disruptive companies who are looking to use blockchain technology to disrupt traditional finance models. Um, and yeah, they're kind of, they're the dream investment really, because they're going to change the world. You know, I think, I think one, one investment that we're looking at, they've, they've disrupted, they're, they're disrupting the insurance market. Mm. Uh, and that's, that's big, 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 Course. big potential. Um, Insurance markets are traditionally um, very profitable. Um, they, they they have strong loyal customers, and yeah, in certain sectors, and yeah, and they have they have a very ineffective kind of very ineffective for the for the customer, <laughs> um, but very 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 profitable and very easy for for the insurance provider. Whereas whereas Blockchain can can solve those problems with micro insurance, and you can insure anything for seconds, minutes, hours. You know, and traditional insurance companies just can't do that. <laughs> so, and yeah. there are a lot of applications for that, especially especially in the gig economy and stuff like that. Um, there's, there's there's lots of applications there. So, so one investment that we're hoping to announce in the coming weeks is in that kind of field. And yeah, you talk about dream investments and things that we're excited about. It's stuff like that, you know, and I just, I just hope that the, the network gets excited about as about it as we do, because 
we believe that these companies uh, have the potential to to change their industry and if they're going to change that building on dash and integrating with dash at ever increasing amounts then that that's got to be good for for everybody involved so so yeah what would we like to to invest in someday yeah it's a very very open question but yeah um, the, the only stuff. limit to what the the only limit to what the diff can achieve for the network is yeah it's all down to it's all down to resource um and deployment of that resource effectively so if we can demonstrate that we we're able to do that effectively for the network um i'd like to think that we can keep finding ever bigger deals and then one day five five ten years down the road from now you know the, the diff in its own right could be could 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 add billions of dollars of value to the network and and that's value that's there forever and we you, you can't you know dash is a dash is a network as a cryptocurrency can never go to zero because <laughs> it's always going to be it's always going to be underwritten by the value of of uh, the dash investment foundation so yeah i i, I think i think that i think that that's that's where the dream is it's it's to have an entity that, that can really serve the network and retain all that value it's just a big wealth wealth creation machine for the, net, for the network wealth generation machine network i think that's that's what that's what we're, we're trying to do so yeah well that's a fantastic place to wrap this whole thing up i will show for you dash invest.org dash investment foundation dash invests yeah. on twitter uh darren seems to be having a lot of fun with that twitter account there's also <laughs> a dash investment foundation podcast that comes out on the dash investment foundation YouTube channel, yep. but more importantly, Odyssey channel, because we don't want to support big evil tech if we can avoid it. Anyway, yep. so uh, how often is the podcast and what is the schedule for that, as well as the other reports that are on that channel? Yeah, so so basically every every couple of weeks, uh, Rodrigo um, is looking to 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 release a video. It's, it's not it's not set in stone. It, it, it all depends on the news flow from the diff as well to an extent and what we hope to do with that channel is showcase what we're what we're up to really so we will use it to make announcements uh, we'll use it to um to get people uh, or to to get representatives from our from our investment partners on from time to time uh, and and let and let the let the ceos of these companies tell you what they're all about and straight from the horse's mouth what they're doing with their companies to change the world uh, and and yeah i think i think that that's a really really cool thing so so yeah keep an eye out for the dash investment foundation podcasts they they're, they're going to be they're going to be fairly regular and they're going to contain lots of really good stuff um around the sorts of companies that and the sorts of partners that we're we're working with and yeah, and, and yeah, keep an eye on the Twitter as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of the schedule. It will be coming out. Uh, things will be coming out like that every 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 week or two. Yeah. You're very fantastic. Well, guess what? It's time to wrap up. Uh, cool. I hope you like this. If so, give it a like, share, subscribe, and also comments. I do read the comments afterwards as well. And um, on Odyssey, you can leave hyper chat comments on 
published videos, not just during the live thing. So if you're listening to this later date, you can't always do that and I'll, you know, answer and stuff. And guess what? It's now time for this thing called the after party, which is for some people the highlight of their week, which is good old chat like this, except a bunch of us. It's private. It's not recorded. Don't worry. And the way you get there, you go to the Dash Talk Discord. At least server. we don't think it's recorded. <laughs> well, let's you know, not, not ruin the mystique and stuff. You, you go to, let me type this out over here. You go to stay-y.com, which is a link that gets you into the Dash Talk Discord. Stay-y.com. And then you just start asking around, speakeasy style. Hey, where's the after party? Can you get any after party? All that kind of stuff. And someone will let you in, and I will be on there in just a few minutes, martini in hand, to talk smack about all the good stuff coming up and tell you what I really think, not just what I think is suitable for public consumption. So if you want to join the after party, that's how you do it. <laughs> we will see you guys in two weeks. we got a, a pretty interesting podcast coming up in a couple of weeks here. So Or next week if you just want the regular crypto agnostic one. But anyway... Uh, thanks so much, Mr. Walter slash Mike Lewis. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah, yes. It's been a pleasure and really enjoyed it. So. Pleasure's yeah. all thanks mine. So. Uh, see you guys later. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and donate to support the show by going to my Cointree page. That's cointr.ee slash the desert links and leave a message with your donation. Check out the show's sponsors. Live on crypto with BitRefill. Buy absolutely anything with crypto with ShopinBit. Avoid content censorship with Odyssey. Protect your privacy online with NordVPN. Get paid to search with PreSearch. All links are in the show notes.